0: to Swipe Right for Sleep with Adriana. Hi there, Dreamer, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Swipe Right for Sleep, the podcast that helps you sleep. I first want to apologize that for those that don't celebrate Christmas, I wanted to find stories for this episode that included you. However, Christmas has more stories that I could find that were public domain. So let me first shout out and say, if you have any stories that represent what you celebrate, please send me them and I would be happy to read them. But remember, the stipulation is is that they have to be public domain. Second, After the first of the year, I will be returning with more Peter Pan, but for now, just enjoy this bonus episode where I'm going to read a few Christmas stories to help you fall asleep. Our first Christmas story is going to be Twas a Night Before Christmas by Clement C. Moore. Twas a night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that saint nicholas soon would be there the children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads and mamma in her kerchief and i in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap when out on the lawn there rose such a clatter i sprang from my bed to see what was the matter away to the window i flew like a flash tore open the shutters and threw up the sash the moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow Gave the luster of midday to objects below, When what to my wandering eye should appear But a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver, so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on donder and Blitzen, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall, now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His drool little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as a snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly." Away they all flew like the dawn of a thistle, but I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. This next story is called, Santa Claus Does Not Forget. Bertie was a very good boy. He was kind, obedient, truthful, and unselfish. He had, however, one great fault. He always forgot. No matter how important the errand, his answer always was, I forgot. When he was sent with a note to the dressmaker, his mother would find the note in his pocket at night. If he was sent to the store in a great hurry to get something for tea, he would return late without the article, but with his usual answer. His father and mother talked the matter over and decided that something must be done to make the little boy remember Christmas was near, and Bertie was busy making out a list of things which Santa Claus was to bring him. "'Santa Claus may forget some of those things,' said his mother. "'He cannot,' replied Bertie, "'for I shall write sled and skates and drum and violin and all the things on this paper. Then when Santa Claus goes to my stocking, he will find the list. He can see it and put the things in as fast as he reads.'" Christmas morning came, and Bertie was up at dawn to see what was in his stocking. His mother kept away from him as long as she could, for she knew what Santa had done. Finally, she heard him coming with slow steps to her room. Slowly, he opened the door and came towards her. He held in her hand a list very much longer than the one he had made out. He had put it in his mother's hand, while tears of disappointment fell from his eyes. See what Santa Claus left me? But I think he might have given me one thing besides. His mother opened the roll. It was a list of all the errands Bertie had been asked to do for six months. At the end of all was written in stirring capitals, I forgot. Bertie wept for an hour. Then his mother told him they were all going to Grandpa's. For the first time he would see a Christmas tree. Perhaps something might be growing there for him. It was very strange to Bertie, but on Grandpa's tree he found everything he had written on his list. Was he cured of his bad habit? Not all at once, but when his mother saw that he was particularly heedless, she would say, Remember, Santa Claus does not forget. That story was by M.A. Haley. This next story is called Grandma's Christmas Gifts Grandma Burns sat knitting busily in the sun one bright morning, the week before Christmas. The snow lay deep, and the hard crust glistened like silver. All at once, she heard little sighs of grief outside her door. When she opened it, there sat Peter and Jimmy Rice, two very poor little boys, with their faces in their hands, and they were crying. "'My patience!' cried Grandma. What can be the matter with the two bright little boys this sunny morning? "'We don't have no good times,' sighed little Peter. "'We can't slide. We haven't any sleds,' whimpered Jimmy. "'Why, of course boys can't have a good time without sleds,' said Grandma cheerily. "'Let us look about and see if we can find something.' and Grandma's cap border bobbed behind barrels and boxes in the shed, and all among the cobwebs in the garret, but nothing could be found suitable. Hum, I do believe that this would do for little Pete, said the dear old lady, drew a large, pressed tin pan off the top shelf in the pantry. A long, smooth butter tray was found for Jimmy. Grandma shook her cap border with laughter to see them skim over the crust in their queer sleds and the boys shouted and swung their hands as they flew past the window i do expect they'll wear about through murmured grandma but boys must slide that's certain and the pan was scoured as bright as a new silver dollar and red paint was all gone off the wooden tray when peter and jimmy brought back their sleds grandma knitted faster than ever all that day "'and her face was bright with smiles. "'She was planning something. "'She went to see Job Easter that night. "'He promised to make two small sleds "'for the pair of the socks she was knitting. "'When the sleds were finished, "'she dyed them red and drew a yellow horse upon each one. "'Grandma called them horses, "'but no one would have suspected it. "'The night before Christmas, "'she drew on her great socks over her shoes "'to keep her from slipping, "'put on her hood and cloak,' and dragged the little sleds over to Peter and Timmy's house. She hitched them to the door latch and went home, laughter all the way. This last story is called Santa Claus's Letter. Christmas was coming. Jamie and Ted had already begun to write long letters to Santa Claus. But one thing was rather queer. Both boys asked him for the same things. Each little letter ended with, just like brothers. They agreed to ask for only one sled. They would rather ride together. Now was not this very sweet and loving? One night, after they had gone to bed, Jamie said, Ted, if Santa Claus brings us skates, Jim can teach us how to use them. Oh yes, and if we get fur mittens, it will be such fun to make a fort. And a snowman, Jamie answered. Ted went, oh, I'll always ride the sled down a hill, and you can ride it up. I guess you won't, Jamie said, speaking loudly. Why not, Ted asked, because it'll be as much my sled as yours. Yes, of course, Ted replied, but I chose it first. You're a selfish boy, said Jamie. Well, then, so are you. "'I don't care. I won't sleep with you. I'll ask Mama if I can have the first pick. I'm the biggest,' roared Jamie, bounding off of the bed. "'You're a big, cross-crybaby,' Ted shouted, jumping out after his brother. Away ran Jamie to Mama, with Ted at his heels. Both were angry. Both talked at once.' Mama was grieved. Her dear little boys had never been so unkind to each other before. She kissed their hot faces and stroked their pretty hair. She told them how their naughty words would hurt her. She showed them how displeased God was to see two little brothers quarrel. That night, they went to sleep in each other's arms, full of love and forgiveness. Christmas morning came at last. Very early, the boys crept out of bed just to feel their stockings. Papa heard them, and, remembering that he was once a boy, lighted the gas. Each little red stocking was full from toe to top. Boxes and paper parcels were piled around them. Such shouting, such a good time! It seemed as if all their letters had been answered. Suddenly, Jamie cried, "'Oh, Ted, here's a letter!' They put their little heads together, and with Papa's help, spelled this out. "'My dear boys,' No sled this year. It quarreled, so I was afraid to bring it. I dropped it off the load about a week ago. Get ready for it next year. Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. My dear listener slash my dear dreamer, thank you so much for this incredible year that I've had with this podcast. It hasn't been quite a full year, but I have loved doing it so far and I look forward to 2020 and what it has to bring and I appreciate all the support that you have given me and I wish you the happiest of holidays, the happiest new year, and may your 2020 be the best year ever. Hey there, dreamer. Are you still with me? Well, if so, we hope you enjoy tonight's episode. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Check out www.swiperightforsleep.com for articles from this episode. If you want more content, visit our Patreon at wwwpatreoncom pod. Your support is appreciated. And as always, have a good night.